You're Eric. Yeah. <laughs> You're Eric. And welcome to. Okay. That's it. Okay. Hey, everyone, and welcome to The Reform Way. I am Corey Smith, alongside Eric Connor and Peter Pohl. Each week, we will bring you interviews, insights, and share our knowledge of the fitness world. We'll look at topics both in and out of the gym through the lens of an exercise enthusiast, a CrossFit coach, and a gym owner. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to stay up to date with our most current episodes. Hey, guys. Welcome to The Reform Way. This is Eric Connor, and I am joined by Mr. Corey Smith. I'm here. I'm awake. I've had two coffees already, so I'm ready to go. Ooh, <laughs> I'm one and a half cold brews in. And Miss Nutritional Expert Jolene Milky. Hi, hey, I'm here too. How are Caffeinated you? Caffeinated as well. Caffeinated as well. Good. With no sugar or sweeteners no in our sugar coffees. Or sweeteners. <laughs> None of that. Good. So what we're talking about today, guys, are the effects that sugar really has on our bodies overall, our exercise, our recovery, our overall health, um, and just kind of different facts going on and really some cool take-homes and, and things that can maybe help you move forward correctly and understand the arguably negative effects. I guess I was going to say positive or negative effects, but um, <laughs> maybe not the most positive ones. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, Jolene, some things that are either on the head or some things that come to mind when we're talking about sugar and what you work with. Yeah. Uh, so for the past couple of months, uh, you guys have probably seen it in here. If you've worked out with me, I've been wearing a continuous glucose monitor because uh, the topic of sugar is fascinating because it's out there everywhere. So I've um, got a lot of good data from that, but um, I know sugar's fun and it tastes good, but it's just not good for you, unfortunately. Really? Okay, so that's 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 the take home from a glucose monitor. <laughs> yeah. That was all we needed. Turns out sugar's not good. Not good okay, you. okay, um, and and obviously, hopefully, we'll be able to, you know, take away some specific data because I know you've been checking on all different things of befores and afters and all this kind of stuff. Uh, so overall, like, what's What's wrong with sugar? What's wrong with sugar, I guess, in America, maybe? Like, what What are all these kind of problems? Yeah, so I guess the first thing is complete overconsumption. Um, I was reading an article the other day by a doctor that I like, and it's estimated that the average American eats about 152 pounds of sugar a year. Oh. So that in itself is a huge problem. That is way too much sugar. Um, wow. Because there's just negative effects. And, um, you know, the first thing is that it um, increases your insulin. Okay. And when your insulin's increased, you store fat. So that's not good. And that's why people get, you know, the love handles, the belly, wherever it is. But having too much insulin released over a certain period of time makes you what they call insulin resistant, which doesn't function like it should. Sugar stays in the bloodstream, and that's where we lead to uh, type 2 diabetes. Got it. So essentially your body's not making insulin like it, like it naturally needs to. Yeah. And then that's where the type 2 diabetes can kind of come yeah. in. Yeah, so definitely you don't want to eat something that can lead to that. <laughs> right. And is that like that's that's mostly you know, when we talk about sugar and how many pounds of this, you know, that that sounds insane. Like is there a certain amount that you should be having or is that just is how many none pounds of it good? Should you know, yeah, how many year? pounds of sugar should <laughs> yeah. I be consuming? Honestly, for if you year? gave me a spoon and hundred and fifty two pounds of sugar, I don't know if I could eat that in a year. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like I and, mean that's more than I weigh. So it'd be eating like <laughs> Yeah. Oh, over man. my body weight in sugar. This is like eating our elephant like podcast <laughs> yeah. that we yeah. talked about, right? Uh, um, time. Pounds that's wise insane. I don't know, but day wise, um it's recommended that men have 38 grams of sugar or less a day and women 25 grams or less wow in perspective that's like one coca-cola can probably i think it's it less is. Yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> right yeah i think wow. a soda has 30 some grams of sugar so that's more than one woman should be having in a day 
Yeah. And let alone all the other things that can, that have sugar in them, right? right. Like a soda Habits. or something yeah. else that yeah. people don't realize. It's not, it's not always like you got like salt. It's not like we got to always add it to something, the yeah. salt and stuff. It's like, you don't have to put a spoonful of sugar on top of your donut yeah. and to have it be sugary. Yeah. It's know? a tricky thing too, is a lot of food, even if you don't want it to have sugar in it, you look at the label and there's sugar in it and you're like, oh, like. I was literally earlier just looking at an iced tea and I was like, oh, I didn't want sugar in it, but it has it. And so I ended up not drinking it because right. I just wanted iced tea. But a lot of times there's like like ketchup has sugar in it and some and stuff mm-hmm. like that is you can't even avoid it if you're not paying attention. Right. So we'll talk about this brings me to a good point. Why things have sugar in it? It's because it's addicting. Right. So why does my ketchup have sugar in it when mm-hmm. it's just a condiment or why does it have, you know, every packaged food have sugar in it is because it's addicting. And the companies want you to come back and eat their product. Um, So being addicted to sugar is a real thing. Um, Many people have compared it to being addicted to cocaine, which sounds strange, but it's true. If you've been a sugar addict, it's really hard to get off of it. So, you know, big food companies put sugar in their products to bring you back. (laughs) They want you addicted. (laughs) And this, like, yeah, that's it makes complete sense when you say that because people it seems like legitimately have withdrawals right if they are like sugar sugar crash yeah or like 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 they they get jittery they they really legitimately crave it yeah you take sugar out from someone who's had it a lot they're gonna get jittery they're gonna get lethargic they're gonna have a headache and they're just gonna feel like crap so what about like uh you know i can hear people even like like diet coke I don't think it has sugar, but people are like addicted to Diet Coke, like our sweeteners just right. as bad. And so that brings up a good point. When you have an artificial sweetener, your body thinks sugar's coming. It, it triggers the same response as if your body was going to take in sugar. And so that's addicting as well. And it kind of sends off the same signals as it does as when you do take in sugar. So having something sugar-free or without sugar doesn't mean your body's not reacting the same. The calories aren't there, but you're still getting the same type of response as you would from mm-hmm. sugar. Oh, yeah. Your body thinks sugar's coming and it acts the same way. Hmm. Yeah. So then you become more and more like dependent or wanting sugar. And then if, if it's not for me, a sweetener and then you start eating sugar, it's getting yeah. negative effects too yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. It might not raise your glucose, but I did find some did still raise my glucose because I tested certain um, like keto type chocolates. One didn't raise it at all and the other raised it a good 30 points, which hmm. is a pretty significant and that was sugar free. Wow. So doesn't mean it's not still affecting your body just because there's no calories to it. Yeah. I'm always skeptical of like the term sugar free when I see it on it. It's like, it's probably something else. It's just not as well. Like, if sugar's not, not as, there, they're uh, adding yeah. something to fill it and to make it, yeah. you know, whether it's fillers or other sweeteners they're doing something to still make it taste good. So yeah. sugar free is not always a great. And, and again, aren't those arguably like supposed to be worse? They can be. There's definitely certain ones that are worse. Um, I guess the ones that are better are would be something like a monk fruit or a, um, a stevia, but a lot of the other ones have been linked to some other not good issues yeah. with your. And some of them do cause GI issues. I know. I think Corey, you can't sugar have sugar alcohol. Right? Yeah. A lot of people no. their stomachs don't tolerate that well. So yeah. there's a lot of them that actually just are uh, for your GI aren't great. I notice those a lot in because um, like we'll get samples of like different like protein bars sent to the gym and oh. stuff. And if you look, a lot of them have sugar alcohols. And I'll try one. And I just don't feel well. I feel like bloated after it. Yeah, anything. Mm-hmm. And that'll do it. It's any time, like I guarantee like any protein bar you probably look at on the shelf. That's not like a natural mm-hmm. one that mm-hmm. has sugar alcohol in yeah. it. And I don't like them. What are the names of some of the, the sugar alcohol? Is that like the erythrol? Yeah, sorbitol. Yeah. 
uh, any other kind of ones that people could kind of see. Those are the main couple. Anything with OL is typically yeah. an alcohol. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good thing to know. Yeah. Any sugar, alcohol. And you can kind of tell when something doesn't taste natural. Yeah. If you kind of get used to that, maybe it's that I'm more used to, yeah. to that. You're like, oh, man, this tastes like it's got something artificial going on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it has a and that's how I feel like I don't really love the taste of stevia, but... If it's in there and like, and that's the better alternative, then I'll, I'll choose yeah. it. But it does have a little kind of like different taste to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, so we got that, we got the idea of sugar and it's, I guess, negative effects overall in the body of the health of storing fat and these types of things. And then also being very addictive, uh, like with your findings, have you found certain things with your glucose monitor with regards to how your exercise has been or what type of foods you've been eating or how the changes have been with that? Like, Yeah, so a couple of things I was testing was um, just eating a piece of fruit. I did banana alone, and okay. that raises it really quick, but it dropped me really fast as well. So it raised your insulin My levels. My blood sugars. Okay, okay. Yeah, so uh, within like 20, 30 minutes, they were up, but they were also down really fast. And then I went into like too low. That's bad, And that's right? where people get on the cycle of, okay, now I'm too low and I'm kind of tired and I'm hungry again, so I'll have more. Um, the other thing I tested was plain starch because starches break down to sugars as well. So I tested just plain rice. And rice shot me way up again and then it came back down. And then I tested another time and it actually just kept me up for like three hours. Mm-hmm. And that's not normal. Your blood sugar should go back to within normal by the two-hour mark. So um, having a plain starch, which breaks down to sugars, also raises the insulin. So what I did find is when you pair it with other things like a protein or fat, it keeps those levels lower. Um, so I did a bunch of different testing with that. So that would mean that when you are going to have, for example, rice, you mm-hmm. want to make sure you have a protein and a fat yeah. com- or paired with it, yes. not just like eating a side of rice by itself for a snack. Yeah, or a banana. So I always tell clients, put a scoop of almond butter or have a couple nuts with it because that crazy, but that fat protein keep you from spiking your blood sugar so high. Well, that's what's crazy too is like you hear people there, like a lot of times people say like, I- I'm not hungry for breakfast. Like, you know, they wake up and like, oh, I'm just not hungry when I wake up. So like I'll grab a banana or an apple on the way out and you're like, yeah. It's going to make it worse for you in like 30 minutes. I know. Then you're going to crash. And they and think it's something. healthy because it's, you know, fruit and it's, you know, it's a small amount, but it, it does, you know, start your blood sugars. So in that going. alternative, like, let's say you wanted to grab something quick, would you say a banana and some nuts in the morning yeah. or would you say something different? Well, I mean, I always say, I think you're better off starting your day with protein. Right. Um, the, the, the more you can not spike those insulin levels and sugar levels throughout the day, the better. So starting out with like a protein or a fat type of breakfast. Or if you're going to have some carbs, make sure there's a protein and a fat with it. Got it. The So like don't eat plain oatmeal or don't eat a plain banana. Mm-hmm. Stack it with something and it'll keep those blood sugars better. Which almost any breakfast food is like just a simple carb, right? You think like cereal, toast, oatmeal, right. like mm-hmm. bananas, like all the stuff that seems like, oh, I'm having like a breakfast. You yeah, know, like- it's... It's all just simple carbs. So, and yeah. an orange juice. So yeah, then you start juice. your day off. Yeah. And so the thing is when you spike your glucose levels throughout the day like that, especially if you're someone that eats five or six times a day, I eat a breakfast and I eat a snack and then I eat lunch and then a snack. If you keep spiking those all day long, it also makes your energy levels up and down all day long. Mm. So spiking it like that and then crashing it back down, then you're hungry again, then you need to eat again. And so... Does this play great. into um, like low glycemic index foods? Like was that ones that stay pretty stable or is that I mean, what stays the most stable are proteins and fats mm-hmm. um 
but something that has a lower glycemic. So when we're talking about fruit, there's also, you know, different variations, you know, things like pineapples and mangoes, those tropicals have a lot of sugar, whereas berries are lower. Hmm. So if you're going to eat a fruit, there's like better options of sugars. And so glycemic index for people to understand kind of what you're saying that that's a food's propensity to how much like it spikes your blood sugar levels. Am I yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So some are lower, meaning they don't spike it as bad right? Uh, so that they might be easier for you to stay in that line of your insulin levels yeah. or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So a good uh, example, a banana would be probably high on the glycemic index, right? Because yeah. it would spike it and then cause you to, yeah. to crash again. Mm-hmm. And the more ripe a banana is, unfortunately, the more sugar it has. So <laughs> eat a green banana. It's green, actually lower in sugar. Green bananas. <laughs> Gross bananas. Mm. They are harder to eat, but they're actually better. The, the crunchier the banana, the least amount the of sugar. Plantain chips at that point. Oh, God. I love Oh, man. Plantain chips are a whole side tangent of podcast about, yeah, the, the salty and the sugary are the ones that, yeah, that right. are my, my yeah. downfalls, I guess. Those go on good, like almost everything. Like they oh, go well in like taco salad. And they're like, amazing. They're really good. They go in in everything. Uh, so I know. Yeah, and they don't have sugar on them i don't think um the uh so with regards to kind of talking about those ones right so you got fruits and you got different times of the day and all these kind of things does 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 that play into then your workout ability and your energy levels when you work out and then like what happens if you work out or be active after having those does that help it does it hurt it what's going on well the same thing if you're eating it alone like someone wants to eat a banana before they work out if it crashes your energy by the time you get to the workout then you may feel a little sluggish or more tired um so energy wise if you're eating just starch or just sugars and for sure it's going to eventually have an effect you're not going to recover as well Mm -hmm. or it might zap your energy and drop those blood sugars before you work out and then you're you know less less energized does it? Yeah. Well, I remember too, you were telling me when you were tra- using the um, glucose monitor that you tested like eating and then like going for a walk after and like the yes. effects of it and stuff. And so, like, either eating and being stagnant or eating and being active, like, is yeah. different as well, too, right? Yeah. So, if you, when I would eat like a meal that had carbs with it, if you walk right after for about 10 minutes, not it's not a huge workout, it's something to kind of get yourself moving. My blood sugars, when it raises high, as if I just sat stagnant right after. Yeah. Yeah. So walking after actually helps keep it down. Uh, minimal exercise, like light yeah, impact. Activity, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to think probably minutes. like you eat and you're like, oh, I'm full. I got to go lay down. That's probably right. like the worst thing. Yeah, it does because those blood sugars go up. <laughs> yeah. You're sitting there not moving around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that was that was an interesting thing when you started telling me you were testing those. Yeah. Uh, and we've even, from hearing that, we've even tried now multiple times, probably about half of the nights now to go for a walk yeah. after we eat. Yeah, I mean, yes. it helps your digestion too, but it um, it's just, you know, moderate. It's not like you're going to come CrossFit after. Right. But you go on a, you know, 10, maybe 15-minute walk, and I would watch my watch, and it would just not spike. And I was like, oh, that really is true. <laughs> so that means if you go out to eat, you should go somewhere you can walk to walk the restaurant. After, walk after, yeah. Back. Yeah. Yep. This goes go back to, like, close. what, like, Europe and all these other, yes, like, like the, the, the European diets, and then they're walking yeah. around, and that, yeah. that actually so let is... me, I'll have a funny example. I went to Disneyland. I had my glucose monitor on. I knew I was going to get um a treat at one of the bakeries what'd you get um i got a tigger tail which is marshmallow with caramel and chocolate wow look at you everything i tell my clients never to do oh just a little (laughs) 154 pounds because we walked so much my blood sugar never spiked high like it would (laughs) have interesting yeah because we walked like fifteen thousand miles so after every meal we were walking so when i looked at my data for that day i hardly got i think above 130 which is really good you want to keep it below 140 after meals 
even with that <laughs> that treat because right. I just got up and walked. <laughs> yeah. Now, not to say walk after everything and so you can have sugar. That's not the case because <laughs> but, yeah. there are bad effects to your actual immunity and, and inflammation in your body. But walking does help. But it's going to be a significant difference yeah. or it's going to be a helpful difference. There's there's little helpful things. If you're going to have it, it's not like people Yeah, and then there's helpful things right? to counteract some of the spike. Yeah, yeah. that's that's really good knowledge. Uh, what about like, uh, like fruit sugars being, are they considered like healthier than regular sugars? Like refined sugars? Well, they're healthier in the fact that when you're eating a piece of fruit that's natural, you're getting some vitamins, some minerals, and some fiber with it than if you are just eating like a plain soda. But obviously, too many sugars a day, you're still going to not be able to, you know, if you do it enough, like say someone eats like, you know, handfuls of cherries and all these pineapple and all these really sugar things, the insulin response is still the same. If you do that enough, the insulin's not going to be as effective yeah. and it can eventually, plus you're up way too high in sugar grams which when that glucose and insulin are spiked you're storing fat so you could you know fruit sounds healthy but in in a normal you know moderation amount so like okay. the vitamins and minerals kind of get offset by the negative aspects <laughs> yeah. of all the sugar that you're probably eating so like yeah that makes sense tons and tons of fruit might not be good so like and dried fruit is the worst let me point that out yeah. because it's taken all of the hydration out and it's really it's actually has more sugar in it per serving than the regular fruit because the hydration is out and it's concentrated sugar. So you're pretty much just, yeah. I love the dried mango from Trader Joe's. <laughs> oh, yeah. So well, just kids, think about it next basically time. like a yeah. sugar snack. Rochelle and why do we up. like it? Because it's yeah. sweet. Rochelle and, and the kids love those <laughs> things. things. Are so yeah. Good. Um, so, like, what would, uh, what are some of the main kind of takeaways, some ways that people can kind of really focus on some of these these things on their own? What are some some kind of ways? Yeah, so I think the first thing is, is if you like to have a dessert after you eat, um, start replacing that with, with, with sugar. (laughs) Just a spoon of sugar. Great idea. With fruit. Sorry. It still has some sugar in it, but it's better for you because it's, you know, it's got things in there that you would want to have. So, um, maybe replace a dessert with some fruit at the end of your meal. If you finish off your meal with something sweet, you're less likely to then go for something else sweet, like a dessert. So eat your meal, and then afterwards have, you know, a few slices of strawberries or, you know, some berries. Side note, I had blueberries at the end. I've had blueberries kind of at the end of some of my meals. Kind yeah, because you leave on a sweet note and yeah. then you feel like, oh, I'm kind of satisfied now. That's cool. Okay. That's one way. The so other way is if you eat multiple sweet things throughout the day, make a goal to cut one out at a time. So kind of just start to decrease the amount that you're having. Okay. Um, so you can replace it. Okay. So we're reducing Or replace sugar. Yeah, or reduce okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you kind of just have to reprogram yourself if it becomes a habit sometimes. So um, if you're in the habit of always eating something sweet after, mm-hmm. once you start reprogramming your brain to not do that, once you've gone through the first of those other couple steps, your your brain gets used to not doing it. You got to take it out of your system and eventually then that craving goes away as well. So it's kind of like reprogramming how you eat. Okay, so we can Sounds call like it quitting smoking or something like that. It's an addiction. Yeah. It's a cocaine yeah. style addiction yeah. or something <laughs> I could imagine. So you saying to replace, reduce and reprogram. Yes. Those are our takeaways. Okay, so Corey, are you going to be able to replace, reduce and reprogram? I think I can. I don't think I eat too much sugar as far as like desserts go. So it's easy for me to like reduce Mm -hmm. those or like replace them Mm -hmm. um i think a lot of the sugar that i eat comes from like in the the things like we talk about ketchup having sugar and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so that would just be more like probably 
omitting like certain sauces and things like that would be the challenge. Or there's better products out there, yeah. you know, right. better companies yeah, yeah. that... Like we have even, it's not the best in the world, but we have like the Annie's ketchup or something, yeah, or which Primal is like organic Kitchen's or something. Yeah. Primal Kitchen mm-hmm. is good. It tastes more like tomato paste to me. Yeah, which is which what is fine. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, and then it's like trying to just have less of it. Like even that same idea, like it's like, okay, you know, I don't need it on every time I eat eggs or yeah. whatever it is, or I have way smaller amounts or yeah. something. So yeah. it's kind of some of those things. Right on. Well, so, all right, guys. Um, so can I recap yeah, a few things? Please. A lot of my clients say, well, it's just extra calories. I'll just cut something else out if I'm looking at calories at the end of the day. And what I come back to them is it's not about the calories. They're empty calories. They're not giving you any benefit. But the harm it does to your body. So, um, you know, does that insulin response, which we don't always want. And it also decreases your immunity. So in the time of pandemics and flus and colds, mm-hmm. um, not great for your immunity. And it also increases inflammation in your body. So if we're talking about longevity and just wanting to be healthful, we don't want that inflammation marker there. So aside from the added calories, it's not great for you, you know, body-wise for longevity and your health, it's just not great. That's huge. Yeah. I think that's a, yeah. a perfect finishing point. It's like it's not, again, a calorie is not an equal calorie. Right. That's kind of what you're saying. Yeah. It's what are these calories doing for you? Or your productivity and right and heading into the you, holidays right? i yeah, tell my literally. clients enjoy your meal or two mm-hmm. christmas new year's whatever just don't let it snowball every day because it's the holidays you know mm-hmm. eat healthy when you can eat healthy and when you want to enjoy it, enjoy it and move on yeah sounds like the the secret to quality life <laughs> right quality and happy life right on well we hope you guys got something good out of that i know i sure did um and yeah it can only help us moving forward good luck guys try it out all right Thanks again for listening to The Reform Way. You can find us on our social media channels. Our Instagram is at CrossFit Reform. Our Facebook is CrossFit Reform. And you can listen to more of these podcasts on any of the major streaming services, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the major apps, and Buzzsprout.